Okay, so I finished watching Matt Walsh's new documentary. It's from The Daily Wire, the What is a Woman documentary, like five minutes before we started filming. So I want to talk about this documentary because it did not disappoint. Sometimes, full disclosure here, sometimes when I read other people's books or I I do screeners of, of the shows or the documentaries that they create, I it's kind of old news, right? Because I work in this industry. I know what they're talking about. I understand the arguments that they're making. And um, I was a little worried that that would happen with Matt Walsh's documentary because I talk about trans issues. We sit here and talk about this stuff all the time. We talk about groomers. We talk about you know, corporations that are getting woke about transgender stuff. We're, we talk about Pride Month. We talk about all this stuff. I know the facts. I know the arguments. And so I was a little worried I would feel that way about Matt Walsh's documentary. But I did not. I did not. There was a lot of stuff in it that I'm familiar with, but it was so entertaining, so good. And some points that I want to talk about. But before we even get into that, The Daily Wire actually came under um, DDoS attack last night. That is a deny, distributed denial of service. That's what DDoS, the acronym, stands for. And it's, um, it, it's a hacking attack, essentially, where the hackers try to shut down the server that hosts the Daily Wire website, the Daily Wire content, or any website that this is, that this is targeting um, by, flooding the, by flooding the server with just an insane amount, extreme levels of traffic, really, so that the server can't handle that level of traffic. The traffic isn't organic traffic, it's traffic from bots. So this kind of hack attack is designed to prevent you and prevent me from being able to access whatever website is under attack. So in this case, this hack attack that was flooding the server, the Daily Wire server with bots, was intending to pull down the Daily Wire website so that we could not see Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman? It it premiered last night. Um, Fortunately, it, it it didn't disrupt so much. The Daily Wire was prepared. But it's almost funny that this happened because it happened, obviously, because the left is very threatened by reality. They're very threatened by truth. They're very threatened by Matt Walsh's documentary, which made me want to watch it even more if if it triggers them this badly. There were also a couple of responses from the left before, before the documentary even went live. There was a response from a, a YouTuber named Jesse Earl. The, the Twitter handle of this person, by the way, is Jesse Gender. And this YouTube channel is dedicated to talking about transgender issues. This is what Jesse Earl tweeted. Matt Walsh's upcoming vile hate piece about trans people will be used to incite hate and violence against trans people. Walsh is a bigot and will have blood on his hands. And this tweet was sent before before, before the, the piece even premiered. Jesse Earl did not actually watch this documentary before labeling it as an actual piece of violence. Again, which just shows how insanely insecure people that perpetuate the transgender ideology are about their own arguments. Because the idea of dissent, before they even hear what, what, what the substance of the dissent is, what is Matt Walsh saying? What are his arguments? What, what is he talking about? What's, what's the thesis of his film? Before they even, they don't even care about that. They just, anybody who dares to question or be skeptical or dissent, they immediately want to label as, you know, basically an actual murderer here. Then we have Jesse Signal. Jesse Signal is a liberal who used to write for New York magazines, or New York Magazine, very leftist on Twitter. And this actually, this really made me laugh. So Walsh shared on June 1st, the onset of Pride Month, Walsh shared a little clip from the documentary. It was the clip where he visited the African tribe and asked them about gender, about gender identity, about transgenderism. And Jesse Signal tweeted this. This is not what I was expecting from this guy. He goes, I don't know, man. 
I'm tempted to begrudgingly give Walsh credit here. He literally flew to a remote African village solely to trigger the libs on Twitter. And then he says, and this is obviously parody, he goes, at the corner of a forgotten bar in the quietest district of Timbuktu, a strangely out of place white man from America with five days of stubble is, the locals claim, in search of an ancient chalice, which legends say can hold an infinite number of liberal tears. And I, I mean, I got to give this guy credit. That is really funny. And that is, I mean, it's true. That is why Matt Walsh went to Africa. But let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the fact that this happened, uh, that he premiered this on the first day of Pride Month. Let's talk about the content of this documentary, because there's some important points that we need, well, that we should discuss. And not just because it tr triggers the libs, but because it's important to keeping our families safe. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Now, I like Dormeo because really good, really nice mattresses are crazy expensive, but I, I still want to sleep on a bed that feels really good and really nice. If you suffer from achy hips, back, or shoulders, then you have to try the premium mattress topper by Dormeo. At a fraction of the cost of a new mattress, you can get that new bed feeling without having to actually buy a new bed. Their smart body zoning helps create better support for your body while you sleep. That means no more waking up with unexpected aches and pains that you did not have the night before. Their mattress topper has a full range of sizes from twin all the way through king. They even have RV sizes and a new split head king. And it's perfect for everything from an adjustable base to a spare bed in the guest room. Basically, if you can sleep on it, they probably have a mattress topper for it. Plus, Dormeo is known for their incredible customer service. Don't believe me? Just give them a call. Message them on their website and be amazed at how fast they respond. Let me tell you, they sent me one and I love it. Right now, you can go to dormeo.com slash Liz. You have to go to my URL, dormeo.com slash Liz, and you'll receive 30% off your Dormeo mattress topper. That's the best offer that you'll find anywhere, but you have to go to dormeo.com slash Liz. It's spelled D-O-R-M-E-O.com slash Liz. Remember, with their 10-year warranty and 100-night risk-free trial, plus free shipping, it's crazy not to give Dormeo a try. Okay, so before we actually get into the film, Pride Month started on June 1st. This is, I mean, it's self-explanatory. The left wants to, wants to celebrate LGBTQ identity and behavior. And I want to talk for just a second about how critically important the transgender ideology is to the overall political agenda of the left. So the first example of that, of course, was the DDoS attack that the Daily Wire sustained just for premiering a documentary called What is a Woman? This attack happened despite the fact that the hackers hadn't even seen the film yet. They, they had decided just the questioning, just the dissent, just the skepticism was enough that they wanted to prevent people from seeing it. They were severely threatened by this. It's not just anonymous hackers who are threatened in this way. The entire structure of the left is, is now built, it hinges on forcing you and I not only to tolerate the LGBTQ lifestyle, but to embrace the LGBTQ ideology. Those are two very different things. I think you and I are both very, very fine. We're very okay with the idea of adults who um, want, to, want to have sexual relations with some other consenting adult. Okay, that's your business we might think that it violates our religious tenets, but it's your business. That's, that's actual tolerance. That's actual tolerance. And that's fine. I don't really know anybody who's, who's opposed to that. But that's not what the left is advocating for anymore. What they're advocating for now is 
compliance. What they're advocating for now is forced, forcing us to embrace and propagate their ideology, their ideology, which says there is no such thing as immoral sexual behavior as long as it's consenting. Their ideology that says sex is not the same as gender. Gender is not the same as sex. Um, gender is, is not binary. It's not man or woman. It's not based on, it's not based on anything essential like DNA or genitalia or who God made you to be. They want us not only to tolerate their behavior, they want us to embrace this and they want to indoctrinate our children into actually believing that that is reality. This is, this is, this is, like I said, their entire political agenda hinges on the success of the transgender ideology. The U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, has threatened to withhold the money that the federal government gives to schools for school lunches for underprivileged kids, kids whose families are, are under the poverty line. And they get, they get free breakfast, they get free lunch, they get free snacks at school. The USDA has threatened to withhold that lunch money from schools across the nation unless those schools actively embrace the transgender ideology. And what that means in practical purpose isn't just if that school teaches the transgender ideology in the curriculum, but if, but in addition to that, if the schools don't allow biological boys, I mean, I know that's redundant, but just to be, just to be clear here, if they don't allow boys, biologically male persons to go into female locker rooms and bathrooms, if they, if these schools don't force teachers to perhaps violate their religious views and use the quote unquote preferred pronouns of students and preferred names of students versus the biological pronouns and parent and names given by the parents, the legal names of the children, then, then the USDA isn't going to give food to the children at the school. And I mean, this is so, it's so awful, but it shows you, it shows us exactly how serious and how critical the transgender ideology is to is to the political agenda of the left. It, it also, by the way, debunks this narrative that we hear from the left. The, the, the left says that pro-lifers only care about babies when they're in the womb. But once the baby's born, the left says you don't care about you don't care about children because you don't want to expand a government welfare state, which is a, it's a false argument in and of itself. But this debunks it once and for all. Because the left, they claim they care about children once they're born, yet they're willing to actually starve children. They're willing to deprive children of food, of nourishment, of lunch, of breakfast, of snacks, unless the adults who operate the school buy into the woke transgender ideology. This is so evil. And it's so important to their ideology. It's, 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 it's why the woke corporations across our country have all of a sudden ditched their Ukraine flag avatars on their profile. It's no longer their profile picture or their header. All of a sudden, the blue and yellow have been ditched for, it's not even really a rainbow anymore. It's now this conglomeration of colors and shapes and patterns that seem like a hate crime against people with migraines. But they're... You'll, you'll pull up your social media and every single corporation who needs to get a pat on the head from woke activists, otherwise they're targeted by the woke left, they are now, they're now, because of Pride Month, they're displaying the rainbow flag or the rainbow graphics anywhere. Something really funny though, this did make me laugh. Every Man Jack is a brand and this is how they describe themselves. Naturally derived, outdoor inspired grooming products. Find your adventure and take it all in. And they're supposed to be cruelty-free and um, paraben-free, very, very crunchy, very natural, very organic. Actually, a product that I would probably like in, in another life, meaning meaning if they hadn't done what I'm about to show you, this is the kind of crunchy organic product that I like. However, 
for on June for its for Pride Month, they posted this on Twitter. They said Pride is a time to celebrate the LGBT, LGBTQI plus community and continue the push for a world filled with equality, freedom, justice, and inclusivity, red heart. And they paired this with a graphic, which you are seeing right now on the screen. It is a rainbow graphic that says groom with pride, every man Jack. And this was posted groom with pride. They said they are a grooming company. So I suppose that word means something different with them. I laughed my head off when I saw this because I thought, who on earth approved this graphic? I mean, maybe this was created by some dumb intern. And I, I'm not saying this, that all interns are dumb. I'm saying if this was an intern who did this, this was a dumb person. If this was an advertising manager who did this, this was a really dumb person. Groom with Friday was only up on their Twitter account for an hour before conservatives noticed this and said, well, yeah, that actually is what Pride Month is about. Grooming with pride. Um, they deleted this and you have to ask why. Why did they delete this? If they claim that it's, oh, that it's okay that we should be teaching children, if the woke left says we should be teaching children the transgender ideology, um, we should be grooming them into thinking that they can be a boy if they want to be a boy or a girl if they want to be a boy or a girl, then um, what's the problem? With, what's the problem with this play on words? So funny, so funny. So it's no coincidence either that uh, two days prior to Matt Walsh releasing this documentary, What is a Woman? That Good Morning America decided to sit down and interview Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas is the transgender swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania, born a male, decided halfway through his collegiate swimming career uh, where he was mediocre, not that good. I looked at his times, uh, that he would transition to a woman. And then obviously he won the NCAA championship in the women's category. And Good Morning America actually sat down with with Leah Thomas two days prior to Matt Walsh's documentary. And I don't know about you, and I don't, I, I don't know why this surprised me, but I was actually really surprised by what Leah Thomas's voice sounds like. Thomas began HRT, hormone replacement therapy, in May of her sophomore year, 2019. The mental and emotional changes actually happened very quickly. I was feeling a lot better mentally. I was, I was less depressed and I lost muscle mass. And I became a lot weaker and a lot, a lot slower in the water. After following NCAA guidelines of a year of hormone therapy to change gender categories, Thomas started her senior year on the women's team. But her success in the water was met with outrage leading up to the NCAA championships. Her critics say she jumped in the rankings between the men's and the women's team. And there are some who look at the data and suggest that you're enjoying a competitive advantage. What do you say to that? There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how, how well you do. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. And sophomore year, um, where I had my best times competing with the men, I was miserable. And so having that be lifted is incredibly relieving and allows me to put my all into training, into racing. Trans people don't transition for athletics. We transition to be happy and authentic and our true selves. Transitioning to get an advantage is not something that ever factors into our decisions. You didn't transition to win more medals? No. Thomas quickly became a lightning rod. Why did I think that Leah Thomas's voice would, would be more feminine? I have no idea why I thought that, but I was actually surprised when this, this transgender sat down and had a man voice. I shouldn't be because, I mean, 
well, we all know Leah Thomas. Uh, we, Leah Thomas is a man. Um, so the, the answer to the question, though, does this give you a competitive advantage? It was a good question. It was respectfully it was respectfully asked. There was no follow up or no material follow up, no substantive follow up. But the question itself was was a good question. But the answer, do you have a competitive advantage? The answer was, I'm happy. Okay, what? What? That wasn't what the question was. The question was, do you have a competitive advantage? It wasn't, why did you transition? It wasn't, how do you feel? It was, do you have a competitive advantage? And Leah Thomas did not answer the question. Leah Thomas just said, I am happy, which I don't want to get too tangential here, but this is also a problem in our culture when we define happiness as simply gratification. Um, that is not the definition of happiness. Gratification is not ha- is is not happiness. But Leah Thomas, I mean, you saw you saw the video. I saw the video. Leah Thomas has all the hallmarks of someone who has been brainwashed. In fact, as 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 angry as I feel that this individual and all of these supporting structures, meaning the coach and the administration at the University of Pennsylvania and the NCAA and the media and woke activists everywhere, it is angry as I am that they are destroying women's sports, especially swimming, which I love. Um, my mama heart hurts a little bit for Thomas because it's so obvious that that Thomas was manipulated. I have no idea how long Thomas had been experiencing gender dysphoria. I have no, I, I, I can't imagine what a nightmare that is to experience that. It's, it's horrible. It's horrific. But the fact that when, when you experience gender dysphoria, the response from adults in the room should be, okay, we hear what you're saying and let us get you the psychological help that you need so that you don't feel this way. It shouldn't be a manipulation where where you're convinced that you need to surgically, hormonally, chemically not castrate yourself and then transition to, I mean, transition in quotation marks, of course, to a different gender. And it hurts my heart that Thomas was so manipulated. Uh, that's no excuse, of course, for for what all the other people, all the adults at the school, at the, uh, at, in the coaching staff, what everyone did and how the left is now using Leah Thomas as, as their champion. No excuse, but it does, it is sad to see someone brainwashed like this. It's also though, psychological abuse of the women on that team. And this is where we get into Matt Walsh's documentary because he actually interviewed a teammate of Leah Thomas who said, listen, Leah Thomas helps us win if you're just looking at the scoreboard, but but it, it's tainted. These wins are tainted. It's not as much fun to win when it's cheating. And she talked about how, you know, they as, as Leah's teammates are not allowed to voice their opposition. They're not allowed to talk about being uncomfortable in a locker room with a biological male with male genitalia. And when they when they do speak up, they they have the coaching staff brings in either someone from the LGBTQ center um, or someone from the psych team. And make no mistake, this is psychological abuse of actual women. Psychological abuse of women who complained to to tell them if you're not comfortable with this, the fact that you feel uncomfortable is wrong. So let us let us let us twist your reality in a way that either just silences you or makes you feel bad about yourself for how you're feeling to the point that you pretend that you feel okay with it, make you quote unquote comfortable with it. This is psychological abuse of actual women. And this is what the left does. This, this, is, this is one of the patterns of the transgender ideology. It harms children. It harms little girls. It harms little boys. And it harms women. It helps no one absolutely no one. And the Matt Walsh's journey, the people that he talked to, especially the gender affirming therapist that he booked an appointment with and, you know, sat down with this therapist, they, it, I mean, they, they admit this. 
Now, I like Nutrafol because it's natural and it works. We all know half of the people who are watching my show are balding men. You know who you are, no shame to it. There is a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness without drugs or prescriptions. It's called Nutrafol. Nutrafol is clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage without compromise. It's made of 21 potent natural ingredients that support sex drive, better sleep, and less stress too. And a clinical study men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. That's pretty quick. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair, and you can support our show, win-win, by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code Liz to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere. It's only available to US customers and for a limited time. Plus, you'll get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. It's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Nutrafol.com. Use my promo code Liz. Nutrafol.com promo code Liz. You'll be glad you did. It's their best offer anywhere. Nutrafol.com promo code Liz. Okay, so let's dive into this documentary. The documentary opens up um, with Walsh talking about his family. You'll see all that. He, he quickly goes to a gender-affirming therapist, someone who says that uh, she was born biologically female but isn't a woman, isn't, doesn't identify as a woman, and um, talks about how children aren't boys and girls inherently, essentially, but they are simply assigned a gender by the doctor at their birth and that um, that this is sometimes incorrect, that the doctors sometimes get it wrong. And this is a very creepy, very dystopian idea, but it's become very mainstream among the left, among the transgender ideology, that there's no, no essentialism to being a man or being a woman, which you and I know that, of course, there is. But this is, this is very popular among the woke left, the transgender ideology. It derives actually from queer theory. You remember the episode we did a couple weeks ago where we talked about Gail Rubin, who was the founder essentially of queer theory. And she, she attempts to deconstruct the idea of sex essentialism, the idea that, that sex is. You are either a man or a woman for reasons that are built into your DNA and built into your soul and built into your, your body and built into your mind that you simply are. It's not something that we, that we choose or we identify. It just is. We recognize it. Um, but that, that queer theory has now infiltrated our country. And this gender-affirming therapist says that um, we now know that sex and gender are more than binary. And when Walsh, this was so funny, when Walsh asked her, well, how do we know this? Like, how did we learn this? Because you say we have, we've now learned. She says, well, I learned this from trans people who told me. Okay. Okay. So you learned this from people who are suffering serious psychiatric disorders. And now you are passing that along to young people who are confused about their gender and perhaps going to make a life-altering decision based on your counseling. Yikes. Yikes. So then Walsh talks to a preeminent sex change surgeon who was born male, transitioned to female, but one of those people, you can tell. You can tell that this is a man. This looks like a man in drag. And this, this surgeon has performed over 2,000 surgeries. And the youngest, the youngest person who this surgeon, well, castrated, um, removed a penis and created a pseudo vagina was a 16-year-old child. A 16-year-old child, Walsh asks this surgeon, you have to see this part for yourself, he asks this surgeon, well, do you think that a child of age 16 is not developed enough neurologically to make decisions that are irreversible um, for their sexuality, for their body, and for the rest of their life? And the surgeon just says, absolutely not. Children have the capability of doing that. And the surgeon also claims that, that regrets of, tran of, of, of a transgender transition is an uncommon phenomenon. Um, but the funniest part of this, 
the funniest part of this is Walsh asks this surgeon about the transabled phenomenon. Now, the transabled phenomenon, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's parallel to transgenderism, where perfectly healthy people say, I identify as a disabled person and then want to mutilate their body accordingly. So maybe you, the example Walsh gave was maybe you have a perfectly healthy man who says, I identify as someone who just has one arm, you know, and Walsh says, is it appropriate to amputate the other arm in order for the body to match the, ident- the identity of this, this quote unquote transabled person? And the surgeon actually says, no, that's a mental diagnosis. That is a psychiatric diagnosis. And then the surgeon says, in, in, in layman's parlance, that person would be kooky. And that made me laugh because Matt just sits there silently and then says, do you see any equivalence between the two things? And the surgeon goes, no. And I thought, oh, dear Lord, dear Lord. And this is a person that's mutilated 2,000 people. So then Walsh talks to a pediatrician who I think, you can tell me what you think after you watch this, but the pediatrician, I think, is the creepiest person in this entire film um, because this this woman, I assume she's a woman, <laughs> um, this, this pediatrician is dealing with really small children and says that she worked for Planned Parenthood. She worked, well, both abortion and gender hormones, gender transition hormones, which is funny given what we talked about several weeks ago, how Planned Parenthood is actually shifting their business. They are now one of the biggest distributors of transgender hormones and to children as young as 16 years old. So perhaps it's no surprise that someone who committed abortions, dismembering children in the womb is also comfortable dismembering children outside the womb. But Walsh asked this pediatrician, at what age can a child transition to another gender? And she said that babies and infants can have an idea of their own gender identity. So an absolute an absolute evil creep. Like this, this one, this is the part where I actually got the chills. I thought, oh, this is, this is possession. This is, this is evil incarnate to look at an innocent little baby. I mean, like I said, maybe it's no surprise because this is also a woman who kills these same babies just a month or two before in the womb. Um, but to say that babies and infants should undergo gender transitions. And this pediatrician has has absolutely no grasp on reality. The Santa Claus conversation, which you'll see for you'll see for yourself when you watch this, the Santa Claus conversation is real because Matt because Walsh asks her, okay, like a four year old believes in Santa Claus, but objectively Santa Claus isn't real, and she wouldn't even admit that objectively Santa Claus isn't real because Santa is real in the mind of that child. This is this is how just warped, just how messed up the ideology of of the left is. And these are the people that are the so-called the experts. These are the people who are directing parents how to care for their children or what medical interventions to inflict upon their children, to impose upon their children. And these are the same people who are the driving force behind laws that actually compel parents to behave in this manner towards their children or be accused of neglect or abuse. This This is a really it's jarring as a parent, as a parent who has, you know, a a one-year-old daughter, it's really jarring to your pediatrician who is supposed to be someone that helps you care for your child. um, Saying these things, it makes it makes you feel so vulnerable, it makes your child feel so vulnerable. And then Walsh goes to the university. And this this was my actual favorite part of the whole film. At the university, he talked to a professor who was a professor of gender studies and sexuality. And let me just describe this professor for a second. So take Bradley Cooper, the actor. If you took Bradley Cooper and you cast Bradley Cooper in this caricature role of a of a, a, a gay college professor who was sassy, a parody of the left, and just extremely absurd, this is exactly who, who this guy is. 
He almost doesn't seem real. And he looks dead on like Bradley Cooper, dead on. Like I was distracted by that. Um, but this guy, this guy pushed back on Matt in a way that actually got to the core of what the transgender ideology is. Now, I like ExpressVPN because it keeps my family and my information safe online. If you go online without ExpressVPN, let me tell you, using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking your baggage at the airport without a lock. I would never do that. You think your stuff is kept private, but you never know who's going through your personal stuff, picking it, fingering through your stuff. Disgusting. Likewise, when you go online without a VPN, it's kind of the same thing. Internet service providers can see every single website you visit. They then can legally sell this information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. When you use ExpressVPN, it protects you. Internet service providers cannot see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. Your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. It's easy to use. You just fire up the app. You click one button. It works on all your devices, phones, laptops, even routers. So anyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. I like ExpressVPN personally because it keeps my family and our personal information safe when we are online. And we are online a lot. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash Liz today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Liz. If you use my URL, you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash Liz. Okay, so at the university, Walsh asks this professor, what's the difference between gender and, and sex? And he, he asks the professor what... Um, he, he, the professor then asked him, well, why do you want to know? He got, the professor kept tossing all these questions back to him. Why do you want to know this question? And Walsh says, well, I'm in pursuit of truth. And for some reason, that word truth triggers the professor. And the professor says, your use of the word truth is condescending and rude. Just seeking the truth apparently is condescending and rude and transphobic. And so Walsh asked him, well, okay, let's, let's back up and use an example here. Can I be a black man? And the professor looks at Matt Walsh down the eye and goes, are you a black man? And Walsh goes, well, I don't think so. <laughs> and the guy goes, then why would you ask me the question? And it's a circular logic that is perhaps the most entertaining part, um, part of this conversation. But the key part of this is that the professor actually identifies what Walsh is doing and rejects it. He says, you are, the professor says, you are seeking an essentialist definition of gender. Because Walsh asked him the question, that's the name of the film, What is a Woman? You are seeking an essentialist definition definition of gender. Now, you and I know that, yes, in a sense, that's what Walsh is doing, because that that is reality. Essentialist definition of gender means you are a man, you are a woman, you can't change that based on your identity. That simply is, it's real. It's essential, hence the name. But he, the, the professor is admitting that the transgender ideology rejects reality, that they reject essentialism. They reject truth. Because he, at, he says to Walsh, you are seeking an essentialist definition of gender as if he's saying that, as if that's a bad thing, as if that disqualifies you from being part of this discussion, as if that makes me not want to talk to you. It's, it's anybody who thinks that this is just about tolerance, this agenda, that this is just about uh, an evolving idea of what our society should look like or Pride Month or what have you, needs to listen to this part of the documentary because that right there is look for that word an essentialist definition of gender. And this gender studies and sexuality professor admits that that's a bad thing in the eyes of, of the left. So then Walsh goes to an actual psychiatrist who specializes in child psychiatry. And oh my goodness, this woman, by the way, any parent who ever faces a situation where their child suffers from gender dysphoria, this is the person, this is the psychiatrist to, to visit with your child because this woman actually knows what she's talking about. This woman actually knows that 
Gender dysphoria is a psychiatric disorder, an intense loathing of your gender or your body, discomfort in your body. And she says, very straightforward, it's very important to distinguish between gender dysphoria and this recent phenomenon where, where children, especially preteens, who have never had any of this, this discomfort, this loathing, this dysphoria, uh, quite suddenly announce that they are gender fluid. And she said it's very important to distinguish between those two things. She's not advocating for, for a, gender, a, a gender transition or hormones or surgery, but, she said, but she's pointing out the fact that grooming and the, the contagion effect of, of, the online, on the, of the online grooming that kids are exposed to makes a difference, that it actually, it actually pushes children towards this identity, which is then destructive to their body, to their sexuality, to their persons. And um, Walsh says that he's seeking reality. He's, he uses the same line. And she says, he, he says, what if, what if, what if someone identi- is born male and identifies as female and that's their reality and she rejects him in the way that she should? She says, there is just one reality. There is not subjective reality. It's like I said, it's, it's heartwarming and encouraging to know that there is someone this smart, someone this credentialed, someone who works in child psychiatry who is actually willing to speak the truth um, because it seems few and far between, especially when we see these these notifications from the governing organizations of psychologists and psychiatrists who actually say if you don't if you don't do gender affirming therapy, if you question someone's gender identity, you will be unlicensed, you will be decredentialed, you will be you will be ostracized from the field. It's nice to see that someone's willing to fight the fight and stand up for what's right, especially when it comes to harming children. Um, Walsh talks to the the teammate of Leah Thomas. He talks to a congressman, a state or a state uh, state legislator from California who actually gets up and walks away. This is so funny. This state legislator was a proponent of the Equality Act. And when Walsh says, okay, the Equality Act um, would allow biological males to enter women's locker rooms if, if the biological males say that they identify as being transgender. What about the women who are uncomfortable, who want privacy? They're uncomfortable seeing a naked male in their locker room. And that question caused this, this, this state representative to get up and walk away out of the interview. This state representative does not care about women and women's privacy. And that's so telling. These are always my favorite parts of the documentaries when, when, the, tr- when the truth like that is exposed. Not just the facts, not just the reporting, but when the left who claims that they care about women, they claim that they care about children, when they expose, well, no pun intended, I guess, disgusting pun, when they expose themselves to when they expose the reality of what they are actually doing, that he doesn't care about women. He doesn't care about people, women who don't want to see naked males in their locker room. Just like the USDA, the liberal Biden administration doesn't actually care about children outside the womb. They, they would be willing to starve children in school, underprivileged children in school, unless teachers and school administrators embrace a transgender ideology. This is the true, the true colors of the left. And that's what that's what's exposed here. So Walsh then goes uh, across the world to a remote African village to talk to a tribe. Because remember, the left always tells us, well, one of, one of their arguments when we say, no, a man is a man is a wo- and a woman is a woman, they say, well, historically, in ancient cultures, there was always a recognition of, of sort of a third gender or a third identity. And that, that's one of the ways that they deflect from the idea that, well, biology dictates, dictates sex. We can, we can see that for ourselves uh, as well as common sense. So Walsh is like, okay, well, I'm going to go to an ancient culture that's very traditional culture. It's a very tribal culture. It's, it's not technological. It's very primitive. And he asks, he asks um, the, why, the elders of the tribe about what, it, what is a woman? What is a man? What, what, is, what is transgender? And they just say, can a man become a woman? And the tribe actually laughs. The, the men of the tribe laugh during these questions. Um, 
when he says, or one of the translators, the the man translating Walsh says, um, if a man wants to become a lady, well, something is wrong with your family or something is wrong with you. And he didn't, he didn't say this with any animosity. He's simply identifying, you know, identifying the truth. It's, it's quite something. But then we get to a part where Walsh is saying, well, where did this come from, right? This, was, this is a constructed ideology. This isn't a coincidence. This isn't simply you know, the latest trend on Twitter. This is, this is a deliberate attempt, a deliberate um, assault on children. Where did it come from? And so he very briefly... Um, I actually wish that he'd gotten more into this because this is the kind of this is the kind of stuff that I really I really like to understand the the origin of ideologies in order to to see how that how that ideology is applied today so that we can deconstruct it and we can defeat it. And he 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 briefly touches on this, although I wish he would have in a little more depth. But he talks about Alfred Kinsey, um, who is a really powerful uh, is a really powerful individual or was a really powerful individual, still influential in the field of psychology and psychiatry, whose, whose goal essentially was to rid our society of Judeo-Christian values and, and propose the idea that actual happiness, and this goes back to the Leah Thomas thing, right? Who said, I'm happy, I'm happy. That's what I sought and that's what I am. So it doesn't matter if I'm harming other people because I'm happy. Alfred Kinsey defined happiness as uh, something that can be found in sexual behavior and not just sexual behavior, but perverse sexual behavior. And Alfred Kinsey, um, lived this out. Alfred Kinsey abused people, abused, sexually abused people, including children, experiments on tiny children. And Alfred Kinsey is still celebrated by academia. It's, it's a really chilling part. Um, he, Walsh also talk, uh, touches on, I should say, John Money. John Money was, uh, I, I think a lot of us have heard this story, but John Money was the doctor at Johns Hopkins who um, performed one of the first gender experiments on children when, when twins were born and a and a circumcision was botched up that damaged the penis of one of the babies, John Money convinced the parents to raise that little boy as a girl and because of the damaged genitalia. And the, the outcome of that was when, when the child found out, um, when the child found out, he detransitioned and, and not became man, but lived as a man then. But he was so psychologically damaged that he committed suicide and his twin bro- brother died from an overdose. It was horrible and destructive. Um, and it's, it's really important, I think, to to understand the ideological origins and where this came from and who these twisted, disgusting individuals were. Um, and then you can see that playing out now. And this is, this is where it becomes not a partisan, not a partisan issue where parents can see, well, that's wrong. That's evil. That's destructive. That's harmful to my kid. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter the politics of the thing. We just should, should look to politicians that will reject that and protect kids. Um, and one of the saddest parts of this, this, documentary was Scott Nugent. Scott Nugent was born biologically female and medically transitioned to appear as a male. Um, Scott said that, uh, that she had seven surgeries, um, had a stress heart attack from all of it, had seven, has had 17 rounds of antibiotics because of constant infection from the surgeries. Was not, there was no discussion before these surgeries of the risks and the side effects. And Scott, is now dedicated to talking to parents whose children have gender dysphoria to convince them uh, uh, of the risk and the side effects of the reality of the thing and, and says, you know, one of the narratives that parents are told is that, you know, your child might commit suicide if you don't transition them. And Scott says, actually, the, the real studies that haven't been retracted show that seven to 10 years after surgery, the suicide rate is the highest ever. So the surgery does not is not curative of the suicidal ideation that is oftentimes paired with gender dysphoria. It actually makes it worse just down the road. Um, and he also talks about, or she also talks about, um, she also talks about the prophet here. 
that this is the first time in history that a marginalized group, those who suffer from gender dysphoria, have a dollar sign over their head that they can be exploited for profit. The surgery itself is $70,000 and every single person who transitions generates $1.3 million in profit to big pharma based on, you know, the, the, the drugs like, like Lupron. Um, Lupron, by the way, this, this was really interesting. And I, I don't want to give too much of it away. I know that this is, this is not, I mean, when I say spoilers, obviously you probably watch this yourself or you're going to watch this yourself. This is just this, my analysis, my thoughts on it. Um, but the part about Lupron, the drug for the drugs that's used as a puberty blocker is fascinating, fascinating because they have actually been fined by the government and deemed a criminal enterprise, which they certainly are. So I was so impressed by this film. I found it fascinating. I found it illuminating. And one of the things too, at the end, um, was looking to how this has become so pervasive in our culture and how the online grooming culture that we have, the online grooming that exists, that pulls children away from their family, away from what they know to be right and wrong, and into this world where they're told, you belong here, your feelings of discomfort in your body, your, your feelings of not belonging. Maybe you don't have a family. Maybe you have anxiety. Maybe you don't have very many friends. You know, these feelings of something being wrong in their life, they're, they're pulled into this society online where they're told, but you fit in here. This is where you belong. This is who you are. We like you based on what we tell you you should be. And that's incredibly tempting to troubled children, especially children that aren't surrounded by a family structure that either regulates their access to the internet or teaches them right from wrong and, and, and celebrates their actual biological gender for who they are. And as a parent, that, that's one of the things that struck me the hardest is, oh my goodness, it is a snake pit out there. Our culture is a snake pit and I will do everything I can as a parent to protect my child from ever being exposed to this poison for the good of her body, for the good of her soul and for the good of society. I, I, like I said, I, I highly recommend that you watch this. It was fascinating and, and funny. Matt Walsh is, is very deadpan, very dry. And he did not check that at the door. He used that in this film. So um, remember, it's a, it's a good reminder, I should say, of how critical it is for the left to force this transgender ideology on us, how their entire platform hinges on forcing us to, to act out their ideology. Without that, they would not be able to destroy, obviously, gender. They would not be able to destroy traditional relationships. They would not be able to destroy marriage. They would not be able to destroy the family. And they have to destroy the family. This, this, this civil institution, they have to be able to destroy this in order to destroy the governmental institutions that they want torn down. They want them torn down so that they can rebuild our nation in the image of Marxism and socialism and communism. But the biggest impediment to their ideology is the family unit. The family unit, a married mom and dad in traditional relationship with traditional gender roles who raise children in their own beliefs, their own values, their own principles. And these parents have dominion over the children. This is, it's critical. In order to break up the family unit, they have to they have to, the left has to co-opt children. They have to assault children. They have to sever that relationship between parents and their child physically, but and, and emotionally and psychologically. And once they've done that, they've not only, they've not only broken the family unit, they've also compromised children and brought them into the leftist fold so that the next generation in our country 
are essentially Marxist revolutionaries. This is absolutely at the at the at the most foundational level, their last, their final frontier, their assault on our nation in order to turn us into a Marxist nation. And that's why they're not going to let this go, no matter, no matter how many people are outraged, no matter how often we talk about the facts and the regret and the harm that this is causing to our children. It's up to us. It's up to us as parents, regardless of whether you're Democrat or Republican, liberal or not. It's up to us to put a stop to this because if we don't, the political left will not stop attacking us. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. The Liz Wheeler Show is produced by Jonathan Hay. Executive producer, Chad Abbott. Director of photography, Kevin McRoberts. Editor, Alejandro Figuerilla. Sound mixer, Robin Fenderson. Director of marketing, Emily Washler. Production and talent coordinator, Matt Toffler. And senior publicist, Patricia Jackson. This has been a Soundfront production.